This is the Purple Pillage with Neil Roberts and Lee Bakken. The Pillage starts now. And welcome to another edition of the Purple Pillage, brought to you by Minot's Beer Fest, happening Friday, September 8th at the North Dakota State Fairgrounds. Neil, Vikings play the Seahawks. The scoreboard doesn't have the outcome they want, but a few other things panned out, especially rookies kind of getting the chance to show off what they've got and show that Vikings are going to be a young team potentially. You know, Leaf, this 53-man roster is starting to settle a little bit in some areas, and there's still a lot of dust in the air in some others. One position that I think really blew up in my eyes during that game was the defensive line, and I think the Vikings are in a pleasant dilemma. There's going to be some people that are wearing purple right now that'll be wearing other NFL jerseys come week one. I'm pretty convinced of it. You know, if you just look at that defensive line, we have Daniil Hunter, Griffin, Joseph, Tom Johnson, Jaleel Johnson, Brian Robison, Shamar Steffen, Tayshawn Bowers, Stephen Weatherly, Will Sutton, Dayton Jones, uh, the rookie out of Northwestern named Adinikable, if I said that right. That's 12 defensive linemen I just named. And I think a couple weeks ago, Leaf, I know we were looking at the depth chart from last year, and I think they were at eight. Yep. Yeah. So I'm guessing they'll go nine here. Three of those guys, two for sure, are going to be elsewhere because they will not be able to sneak these guys onto the practice squad. And my prediction is guys like Will Sutton, Dayton Jones, that come in with a pretty good resume, particularly from their college days, and maybe haven't done quite what they want to do in the NFL, but still have some seemingly big upside. But we have not seen them splash a whole lot in Mankato or thereafter yet. I don't think both of those guys will necessarily make that 53-man roster. And if you try to get a guy like Shamar Steffen on the practice squad, it's not going to happen. Even undrafted free agent Tayshawn Bowers out of LSU that I think I read only started seven games for LSU last year. Seattle could not block him last week. And yeah, it was probably a backup left tackle, but still, the guy could not block him. Uh, He had a sack or two. uh, He created a couple holding calls, and he was very disruptive. And Jaleel Johnson literally went off that fourth quarter, and he could not be blocked, even with a double team. I think those two guys are going to make the team. And obviously, Hunter's a lock, Griffin's a lock, Joseph's a lock. I think Tom Johnson's a lock. I would think that Robison's a lock. You know, there's several locks on this team already. So you start going eight, nine deep, and something's got to give. And it's going to be really interesting. Uh, Playing time is going to be essential. It's going to be a big difference maker, I think, this week when they take on San Fran at home. I think even that fourth week, is going to decide a few things. It could go down to that leaf. So it's going to be really interesting, but the defensive line for me is one area that I think is going to come under a lot of scrutiny and that a lot of you know 31 other NFL teams are probably watching to see what the Vikings are going to do because they'd love to pluck a guy off that roster. Absolutely. Let's move on and talk about our Four Bears Casino and Lodge Player of the Week who comes from that defensive line. And you're kind of thinking, I, I agree with you. I was thinking Jaleel Johnson, mm-hmm. and you were thinking Tayshawn Bowers, and we said, why not make them co-players of the week? Yeah, I was thinking both of them. Uh, Jaleel Johnson, like I say, those two guys could not be blocked. And I don't think either one were on the field when Seattle had that last drive and killed the clock. I think that actually pulled those guys. So I think those are the two guys we should go with this week. Co-players of the week, Jaleel Johnson and Tayshawn Bowers. And I think that those two definitely deserve it. Like you said, they were kind of unblockable 
and they're young, hungry guys that want to come in, and they know how important this is, and they it's important to them, obviously, because they're playing as hard as they can. Right, and, you know, just watching Coach Zimmerleaf over the past few years, it seems philosophically that no one's job is safe, and anybody can walk on that field and make the team if he feels that they deserve it, and he feels that their upside is worth keeping. And I think Jaleel Johnson and Tayshawn Bowers fit that. I don't think he has any intention of cutting one of those two guys. And a couple weeks ago, we thought they both were vulnerable. But mm-hmm. now they've really – and Jaleel Johnson didn't show maybe a whole lot while we were in Mankato. But, my Lord, has he really shown a lot those last two games. So, yeah, he's not going anywhere. He'll be wearing purple this year. Thanks to Four Bears Casino and Lodge for sponsoring our Player of the Week as we move on to looking forward to what, Neil, you already talked about, kind of looking forward to taking on San Francisco at U.S. Bank Stadium. You get to go be there as a press member. You're looking forward to that. Tell me a little bit more about what you're seeing for this game. Yeah, I hope to bring back some sound for this and our other series that we're doing, training camp today. And a guy I want to you know watch on the offensive side of the ball that had a big fourth quarter was Bucky Hodges. I think he's secured his spot on that team. Mm-hmm. I think that tight end position is one position that's pretty well locked up now through three tight ends, Morgan and, of course, uh, Rudolph as well. So that'll be fun to watch. And... You know, the offensive line, they're, they're still moving the shell game around there a lot, Leaf. We saw some different guys in different positions last week, centers playing guard and guards playing center, and seeing how versatile some of these guys are going to be. And that might be the key to who makes that team and who actually starts the season as one of the five guys up front. Special teams kind of starting to shake out a little too, Neil, and uh, looks like Quigley kind of has taken over, but maybe some possibilities left for the other guys? Right. You know, I would think Samank would be a good practice squad candidate, uh, keeping him on the roster for a year perhaps. But Quigley, while he may not have the stronger leg, I think has really done everything they've asked the punter to do. He has more NFL experience. I just have a feeling that he's got the edge right now. And I also have a feeling that Kai Forbath has the lead on the kicking end. And again, neither one of those guys have the strongest legs in camp, but they just might be a little more dependable. And I think that's what Zimmer wants. And I think that's what Prefer wants out of his special teams guys. Like, who can I count on to spot the ball, make the 35-yarder? And But that goes a long way. That's going to do it for this episode of the Purple Pillars. Thanks to HBARB Construction for making this one possible. For Neil Roberts, I'm Leif Bakken. Until next time, pillage on.